I've got my uncle out there who's over 10,000 days sober. Let's all clap it up for that, too. Listen, none of my call-outs work, so I got a list for you, DC. Yeah, that's what I was going I want Billy Q. I want Cron Gracie. I want Fauci. I want Zuckerberg. Elon Musk pulled out of that fight, so I'm ready to take you on here, the metaverse, wherever you want to take it. Maybe Nate Landwehr, too. We'll see. I said something to him. He was talking to me in the background. I was like, interesting. I was like, because I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to let me feel like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you. Okay, interesting. Bow. Oops. <laughs> Last thing, what's your favorite vegetable? Probably my grandpa. Baby, <laughs> I wrap this USA flag. I'm a kid that comes from nothing. And I just want to say for the next question. The amount of doubt that's happened through my life for all you kids. This is important to me. I'm not a role model, but I want to be an inspiration. I come from nothing. I had nothing. I was scared this fight and anybody tells you they're not scared is a liar. Believe in yourself because that's what this does. USA and support your own Americans. Alrighty, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. And in today's episode, we have a big one. Uh, there's a lot going on in the UFC right now. We pushed back recording because we heard some rumors about uh, stuff possibly changing and fights different, def, uh, possibly changing. And boy, did they. We got two new fights. We got um, the UFC and USADA breaking up. And we're going to uh, review the UFC fight night Bobby Green uh, versus Grant Dawson card as well. We're not going to go super in-depth on that card because, frankly, the news from today is way bigger. So let's start. Where do you guys want to start? You want to start with UFC and USADA? Well, brother, we you already fucking totally missed the intro. <laughs> oh, true. Well, I thought we were going to... Okay. I th- Never mind. Are we skipping the intro? No, I'm fucking... Fucking keep it rolling. <laughs> All right. I thought we'd skip the intro. My bad. So, yeah, where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start with the new fights that are made are UFC versus USADA or what? Uh, you, you spin a topic and we'll start. I want to talk about Hamzat and Kamaru Usman. Can I talk about that real quick? Of course. Okay. So I was really excited um, that this got an answer because I was going to be really, really pissed off if Hamzat didn't fight because I'm obviously a big Hamzat fan and I really want to watch him fight because I think he's really good. Um, but I don't know how good he is yet because I saw some stuff that was a little scary, especially in that Gilbert Burns fight where he was in trouble um, at times. I just feel like we don't know his potential yet. And I thought this was going to be a really fun fight because I'm actually not a big Paul Paulo Costa fan. I think he doesn't fight enough, but talks a ton, sort of like Hamzat. And this is going to be my last straw with both of these fighters. If um, this fight didn't go through, I was going to kind of be off of both of these fighters um, as a fan. And obviously you know, injuries, whatever, but Paulo Costa, I don't know what we, the UFC is going to do with this guy because he's enough of a talent where you got to keep him around and injuries happen. There's nothing really you can do, but it just seems like he never fights. Um, so I'm glad that Kamaru Usman stepped in and saved this one. And now I think this is a much, much better fight. I know Usman's coming off of, uh, he's on two straight losses to Leon, but Usman is still a legit prospect and his wrestling background mixed with his striking this is going to be a fucking fun fight. And I want to start with you, Mike. Are you excited for the Kamaru Usman versus Hamza Chimaev fight more? Or did you want it to be Paulo Costa versus Hamza? Nah, I'm with you. I like Paulo Costa as like a Twitter personality. He's fucking hysterical on the internet. But I'm with you. I'm I'm not even on the fence. I'm out. I'm out on Costa, dude. I'm done yeah. with his ass. He fucking supposed to fight Bobby Knox, never fought him. 
I think he was supposed to fight Vittori, never fought him. He was supposed to fight Aliskarov, never fought him. And then what? He said something after he lost to Izzy too. What? What was? What was his excuse? Was he hung over? Oh yeah, he was hung over on wine, something like yeah, that. Yeah, like ah. And then he's fought like once a year for the past three years, like yeah. one time a year for the past three fucking years. I'm out on him. Had the crazy weight shit with fucking what you call it too. Oh, with um, yeah, with um, drum. Yes. Yep. Well, also he his last fight's Luke Rockhold, right? Yeah, Luke. He Rockhold. couldn't knock out Luke Rockhold, who was out of that from the first round, and he's yeah, supposed Luke... to be the. He couldn't beat. He couldn't beat Luke Rockhold, who. Was literally on, had his hands on his knees in the middle of this fight, and I know he was throwing hey. crazy strikes and all that shit. That's an embarrassment if you're trying to tell say tell people you're a champion. You're gonna go out there and not be able to beat someone who retired right after that fight and looked like they needed to retire two fights before that. Um, I'm I'm with you. I'm out on Pyle Costa. I just yeah, I was gonna fight. parlay that into two. Also saying like Hamzat, I know he's not the most active, but. A win over Palacosta isn't really a needle mover either. No. In my exactly. opinion, for a top guy like Hamza at all. So yeah, I'm much more happy with this fight. And it's also it's not like Hamzat's pulling out of these fights. And it's not like Hamzat's the reason they're not fighting. It sounds like more like he's having trouble trying to get fights. Uh Palacosta's always the one pulling out. Um and I'm sure that's hyperbole. Maybe the that's obviously I'm overreacting, but still it feels that way. And uh yeah, I'm just kind of done with Palacosta. Jeff, are you still how are you feeling about this fight in this circumstance? Yeah, I, I'm hyped up for it a lot. I feel like a lot more than Paulo Costa, Hamza. But the only, like, little asterisk and thing I'm scared about is it's going to be Camaro on short notice in a weight, in a weight up. He might get steamrolled. And yeah. then if he gets steamrolled, then everyone's just going to hold those same exact excuses I just said against Hamza. And it's like, what does it do for you? Just like the cost of fight, because we don't really know where he's at, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I kind of agree, like this kind of hinders any win for Hamza. It's kind of a lose-lose. Either way, you you waste all his time to get a fight with Paolo Costa, who not everyone's super high in. Maybe you get a win over him, and it's like, all right, I still have hype for you, but I still have a bunch of questions. And now you're getting Kamaru, who is a lot better than Paolo Costa, or at least name value-wise, I think. And it's... It's like the same exact situation as that Kevin Holland fight. Yeah. Where he took on Kevin Holland short notice and shit, and everyone you can't really, like, hold it really. It can't really climb the ladder with that. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about the other fight that was made. Charles Oliveira, we see the picture. He has a horrific uh, wound on his head. He doesn't think he's going to be able to make it in time. So Alex Volkanovsky steps in on 11 days' notice to rematch with Islam Makhachev. Man, I like this one a lot better. I love I love Charles Oliveira, but Jeff, I know I know I had my uh I know I was excited and I I won I won our argument, but now I lost that one again. But how are you feeling about this fight? We can start with you. Oh man, I I'm so excited. I mean, they they of course they don't want to give the champ a full camp and a home field or in yeah. Oh god, fuck. <laughs> in <laughs> In fucking what to call Abu Dhabi, I mean, it's gonna be the whole fucking whole world stack against Alex. Alex and man, I I think he's gonna fucking pull it off this time. Something about it that that extra chip on his shoulder. Alex is gonna prove shock the fucking world. It's been a fucking year of upsets. I can't wait. I also kind of feel like I know he's coming in on short notice, but I for some reason just feel like he's been training for Islam the whole time. Oh yeah, he's always ready. 
Yeah. No, but I just feel like it's specifically, I feel like his camps, I know he had a fight with Ilias lined up and all that, but I do feel like deep down he's been training for Islam this whole time. And I feel like they've been drilling Islam the entire time. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm just really excited for this one. I'm with you. I'm going to be picking Volk for this one. Mike, how are you feeling about the fight? Uh, you know, they didn't necessarily say that's off either. They said Volk, yeah, if yeah. he could bounce back fast enough, we'll fight Ilya. Um, I'm not as excited. And Volk is, has taken the reins, my favorite fighter of all time, but I'm not as excited for this one. I think he's really set up for failure here. I think we can all agree. I mean, he he's Volkanovski. He can shock the world, but... It's not in his favor. I don't like the 11 days notice. It's one of them things. He's a genius if he wins it. It's just going to look really bad if he loses, I think, on his career. I would have honestly way rather seen Justin Gaethje step up and get the opportunity, but kind of just is what it is at this point. I was it really... doesn't really look bad on his career because it's kind of like that Kamaru like, asterisk almost. It's going off a weight fucking he's fucking on short notice. You can't really hold it against him. See, but then why is he fighting then? I don't like that either because you, you, you can't just not hold it. Against... Yeah, but you can't not hold it against him if he loses. I don't yeah, like well, that either. A loss yeah. is a loss. Like, otherwise, then why are we even going to watch it if it doesn't matter if Volk loses? Yeah. I don't I... like that sentiment one bit. And I didn't like that he lost the first fight because I thought he won. But, yeah, I'm not as big on it. I don't think he has enough time to repair. Granted, Islam also has to change his camp to repair for him. It's not just a one-way street, but I would have much rather seen Gaethje. I really wanted to see Charles fight again, but it is what it is. I'm not as excited. I think the matchup seems great, but if Volk loses twice, then it's like, what did we get out of it? That's fair enough. Um, okay, now let's talk about UFC versus USADA. This is this is probably the craziest thing to come out of it. Um, I, I tried to do research, but there is really not a ton out there. Essentially, January 1st, 2024, so the first day of the new year, USADA and UFC are ending their relationship. They've had a tumultuous working relationship for around a decade now. Um, I have not been able to find any word on whether or not they're going to be, or like what what this means, if people are going to be allowed to use steroids, um, if they're still no. going to have testing. No, I don't no, think no, it means they're that. They're still going to be testing. Yeah, I was going to say, I, think I still, still going to be testing, but I think they're just not going to be the agency. Yeah, it's, right? it's going to be a different agency was what I yeah. that's what I kind of gathered from it. I think it's going to be the UFC themselves. Yeah, which I think is a lot better, honestly. But because I think I think Dana's going to slide some shit under the carpet if he needs to save fights, if fighters get popped, you know, stuff like that, which well, as a fan, going, the whole reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully going forward, too. I'm not even as worried about that. Hopefully they're just not as intrusive on these guys lives because they are people at the end of the day. And, yeah. like, for example, Yuri, I think it was Yuri. I, I could be mistaken, but having someone come to your house 50 times in, like, four months is fucking insane. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, that's fucking crazy. So, hopefully, it gets straightened out going forward. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, there, uh, with you there. And, yeah, I'm really excited because I think a lot of fights are going to be saved. Obviously, he's doing this because Connor's entering the USADA test pool again. So, Dude, it's just insane. It's insane. It's honestly too much because I think he's going to go in there and throw in a fucking stinker of a fight. And I think he's going to get I think he's going to get beat uh, against whoever he faces because this dude, I don't I don't want to question his work ethics or whatever. But there's that old story about the difference between being extremely poor and being a millionaire and it's harder to get up for fights when you wake up in your big feather pill feather bed and you wake up next to a bunch of hookers and cocaine. 
um, and you're living your best life on the island of Ibiza, it's hard to have the same sort of desire and passion that you do when you wake up in a basement in Philly somewhere and you're living in the back of a gym, right? So um, Michael Chandler's made a ton of money as well. So if that fight and does end up happening, um, I mean, obviously that story doesn't necessarily apply, but I do think there are heights that Michael Chandler is still uh, striving to achieve. And Connor's kind of done just about everything, and he's kind of the biggest name in the sport and all that. And I don't know, man. I just feel like he's got – he's a <laughs> yeah, and I, I just feel like he's running a billion-dollar whiskey industry that – or not industry, a whiskey company that, you know, that takes a lot of his time. And he himself is a company that he has to market and sell and all that type type of shit. He's doing tough, like, or did tough. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like his head's away from the game. And I don't know how we got on Conor McGregor. It was my fault. But just a little preface here. Uh, I do. I am going to be picking against Conor in any fight that he has. But how are you feeling about the USADA stuff overall? It's it's ending in the beginning of 2024, right? Or is it the yeah, end? Yeah, first day, first day of 2024, January. 1st. I'm just curious, like how much shit was going on before this? Because shit doesn't just come to a halt like this out of nowhere. Like, they've, they've does McGregor have an? Yeah, I know, but does McGregor have enough pool where this six month thing made that big a difference where they had to end it? Like, if that is true, that is yeah. fucking crazy that he has that much. Yeah, pool. I think so. Yeah. I mean, you I mean it's, think it's they definitely ran, a possibility. They run out these fucking venues so far ahead. They probably have a crazy fucking stadium already lined up. And the only thing they're waiting on is that you saw the testing pool. They might as well fucking say, fuck the deal. We're done with you saw that. It's already been fucking Rocky Rivers. Fucking, we're done. And fucking get Connor in. Get that, get the biggest part ever in. I mean, it's a no brainer. I'm. I'm not. I'm surprised Dana didn't do this shit sooner. Yeah, I, well, I think they really missed. He was trying to because he was definitely trying to get this to be the co-main on a uh, 295 with John Jones because that would have been the biggest. That might have been one of the biggest combat sports cards of all time, viewership wise. Without a dude, without a doubt, I think they would have made their money for the year with that card. Honestly, like <laughs> yeah, would've it would have been, been that insane. The tickets right now are like fucking 800 bucks sit up top just with Jones on it. Fucking nuts, nuts. Um, okay. Let's just do a quick run through of this UFC fight night. Um, solid fight night, uh, not as not as like fun as I thought it was going to be going into it. There's a little bit more less finishes than I would have liked. Nonetheless, um, Bobby Green, thirty three second KO of Grant Dawson. Start with you, Jefferson. It was never in question for you. Yeah, I mean, it... not gonna lie, I am fucking surprised. Yeah. <laughs> going into this one i was like man i'm gonna sound like such a fucking idiot i really took fucking old ass bobby green and then grant just comes out full on blitz gets his dumb ass caught bobby green does dude i like bobby green is just must see tv constantly dude his fights are just so fucking fun watching him roll off of a fucking like kick and shit and then fucking throw a quick ass punch one two and then just drop a motherfucker like that how can you not love it yeah um insane now he's back ranked now he's back fucking low rank what the fuck's going on give bobby the fucking uh, bobby should have fucking short noticed it honestly he should (laughs) have been the one fighting islam yeah (laughs) really should have thrown him in there um yeah this was 
ridiculous. I I don't even I don't even know where to begin with this one. Um, I did not see it coming at all, and yeah, it was just a great outcome. Um, I think I I think this is more fun because Bobby's probably a better sell than Grant Dawson. So there are some fights with um, you know, ranked opponents that you can make with Bobby that are pretty fun, but that you probably couldn't make with Grant Dawson. And I but, like yeah. I like him fighting against like young prospects. I mean, it's it might be just because I'm fucking a huge Bobby Green fan, but he provides such a good mix of everything, and he's so fucking weird. It's like yeah. it's a good test for up and coming. I agree. Um, fun one there. Uh, by the way, Jeff went two, four, five, one and one. Uh, Felipe Linz versus Ian nice. Lava did not um go our way, and then I went two, four. I went four, two and one. Um, I missed on this one as well, and we both missed on Mateus Mendonca, which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, and then let's talk about this one. The Hammy Sosa lock of the night was Joe Pfeiffer by KO. Of course, because you put a double lock like you said you wouldn't do anymore. It's uh, Joe Pfeiffer via submission. Um, so just all-time comedy on that one. But Jefferson, how are you feeling about that outcome? Dude, I'm feeling like a fucking numbskull. Of course. <laughs> I mean, god damn it, dude. Why? Like, Max, this is what you're here for. This is why did you not tell me? Come I on, did. I did. Doing? I was like, this <laughs> is a, I, I did. I no, you did it. No, you did it. Run back the clip. You're a liar. <laughs> I will. I'm not lying. I, I, I questioned it as well. And then I must have, you must have overhyped. Man, you should have just told me, Pipe Dog straight. He would have won. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious outcome. Um, But yeah, Mikey, how are you feeling this one? Uh, I would say that other middleweight contenders are probably shitting fucking bricks right now because that dude showed the one quote-unquote weakness yeah. in his game, and he showed it in such a way that I was dumbfounded watching this shit. The fact that he dumped – that was a big body dude too. Like he yeah. obviously what didn't have the best takedown defense of all time. That's a big body dude to be throwing over damn near head height like that two or three times in a span of t- two minutes. Fight yeah. for Jesus Christ. I love Joey body bags. I'm hoping to run into him at work one day. That would be so sick. Um, that would that would be nuts. Uh, let's talk now about the third fight on the card: Alex Morano versus Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin Buckley gets it done. I think Jefferson and I both had this one. Um, gets it done via decision. There, solid fight from Buckley. What were you? What did you take away from this one, Mike? Yeah, I, a gap filler. It was a gap yeah. filler for me, to be honest. I don't. I don't think. I think Joaquin Buckley's maybe time like heading up the hill to be a contender is kind of gone after that Chris Curtis loss. Morona's definitely gone. It is just a gap filler fight to me. Still be a fun guy to watch going forward. He says some controversial shit. He says some goofy shit. He has exciting fights. But other than that, I mean, there's not much analysis you can put into this one. These guys' trajectory is really going to be probably pretty straight and then downhill. Yeah. um, It's not going up. I agree. Jefferson, how are you feeling about this one? Yeah, like, fucking, he, he still, like, he still fights like he always has. Like, he's still so raw for some reason. He's been in the UFC for so fucking long. I feel like he, we've been talking about him for a minute. That kick was, like, fucking years ago. And he still fucking just fights open the whole time, fucking blitzes in with big winding punches. He looks like a fucking brand-new Dana White Contender Series fucking top pack fucking debut yeah i agree uh he's sometimes he, yeah we've always talked about him not like 
it's not like an IQ thing, but it, it's kind of an IQ thing, honestly. Like, yeah. who are we? It, to it say? sounds fucked up, but it's almost like I seriously wonder, like, is he training hard in the gym, like, to get better as a fighter? I mean, obviously he's in insane physical shape, but I mean, to get genuinely better as a fighter, like, is he actually training hard? Because he yeah. just, like it's Jeff said, it's like he's made no improvements. And winning off of like athleticism. That could I be completely it. Agree. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird. He's had a very strange career. Uh, let's go now to the fourth fight on the card: Drew Dober versus Ricky Glenn. I think we kind of called this one pretty quickly. Uh, Drew Dober maybe should not have been fighting uh, Ricky Glenn. Um, and yeah, I don't really have much more to say on this one. It was pretty straightforward. Drew Dober gets the KO win over Ricky Glenn. He lasts a little bit longer than, um. What's his face? Grant Dawson did, but yeah, not a great fight here. I mean, fun fight for sure. Not a great fight for Drew Dober. I mean, he, I mean, good, great fight for Drew Dober. Not a great fight overall. Um, fun to watch, but I mean, this could have been. This felt like a wasted on Drew Dober's talent. No offense to anyone, but um, let's go now. Alexander Hernandez versus Bill Algeo. This one I want to talk about. Uh, good fight here, Jefferson. We called this one, huh, buddy? Yeah, well, actually, it was kind of like a reverse Hernandez because Hernandez kind of did start putting it on at the end. Yeah, a little bit. But, but like, it was like a reverse Hernandez because he came out fucking dog shit. He came out sloppy as ever. Yeah. He came out like he already fucking fought a round or two. Exactly. And then and then it all came into play there. But And then yeah. he slowly started getting better, but it was just too little too late. Yeah. Mikey, how did you feel about this one? Same exact way. I was I was actually shocked the way it went. Not shocked, but surprised because, like Jeff said, it was almost like these two fucking switch bodies. I was a little confused at what the fuck I was watching. But yeah, another another uh, another good fight. I mean, I don't know what the hell to think of Hernandez halftime either because is I'm not getting it confused. His first fight, he beat Benel Darius, right? Isn't yeah. that what they always talk about? I first fight of his so. career. Yeah, and then he took on Cowboy, talked a lot of shit, and he lost that one. Yes, kind of. Yeah. Big. That's kind so of I, been where it's been. Yeah, what the actually, hell can you make of this guy? <laughs> yeah, his I mean, first fight. What the fuck? His first fight, he knocked out Benil in 42 seconds. Then yep. he went on to win versus Olivier Aubin Mercier. Uh, goes on to beat Francisco Trinaldo. Then he got knocked out pretty brutally by Donald Cerrone. And from there, it's just been kind of a tailspin. He got, um, he's just had a couple of losses. He got he got knocked out by Drew Dober. He knocked out Chris Grutzemacher. Um, then he knocked out Mike Breeden, Tiago Moises got him. Um, Billy Quarantillo knocked him out. Renato Moicano knocked him out. Bill Algeo beat him via decision. Jim, and then he, or before that, he beat Jim Miller via decision. But that was one of the a really good fight that we had talked about, where we thought yeah, maybe yep. Jim Miller might have won that one. So, yeah, tough, um, tough kind of career for Hernandez as well. Yeah, uh, very, very in. hard guy to get a read on, to be honest. Yes. Uh, the final fight we're going to talk about, Nathan Manis gets a quick KO over Mateus Mendonca. Jefferson and I were kind of wrong about this one. Uh, what happened, Jeff? Dude, Mendoza fucking went out there and just started diving for the fucking life, dude. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> Not great. Not great. Um, yeah, Mikey, what did you see? Yeah, he looked. He, to me, he just looked 24 in this fight. Like yeah. He looked his age. His his age and lack of experience really showed. He did not look good in that first round whatsoever. And unfortunately, it ended in the first round. Yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah, that'll do it for us here at Uppercut. Um, you know, lots going on in the UFC. I'm sure uh, we're going to have more to talk about for the preview of the upcoming UFC fight night. 
Is that Sadiq Youssef versus uh, I forget who off the top of my head? Edson Barboza. Yeah, Edson Barboza. Weird, weird one. Petrovsky's back. Petrovsky's back. I'm a little scared for him, but we'll save that for the uh, preview episode. But yeah, there's a lot to talk about in the UFC right now. I'm sure more news will come out um, as it goes. So stay tuned for that. Thank you all for listening and peace. Mm -hmm.